Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. There was a time when you couldn't go too long watching television without seeing a commercial for rice a roni Listener Kent Barnes wanted to know if it was, in fact, a San Francisco treat, something created here in the Bay Area. To answer that question, we're bringing you a piece originally produced by Nikki Silva and Davia Nelson of The Kitchen Sisters. It's a story that will take us not only back in time, but also halfway around the globe. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and you're listening to Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. The story starts at the tail end of World War II. Now, soldiers are pouring into San Francisco and they're all looking for a fresh start. So the housing market is super crowded. Now, at the same time, a young Canadian immigrant and her Italian pasta-making husband are also on the hunt for a place to live. Rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. <laughs> I'm Lois Domenico. I grew up in Edmonton, Canada. I met my husband, Tommy, in 1944 in San Francisco. His father and his brothers and he had a pasta factory. When the war was over, there was no place to live. All these hundreds of thousands of soldiers were coming home. So I saw this ad that said, lady who lived alone would like to rent out one room of her apartment Mrs. Captanian. I had a liking for her right away. So we moved in. 
Tommy would work until, what, 7 o'clock every night at Golden Grain Pasta Company. I was alone a lot. I was only 18, and I was pregnant, and I had kitchen privileges. Well, I really wasn't much of a cook. And here was this Armenian lady, probably about 70 at the time, making yogurt on the back of the stove all day, every day. I didn't even know what the word yogurt meant. My grandmother's name was Pailadzu Kaptanian. Grandma Cap is what we called her. My name is Ted Kaptanian. She babysat us when we were four or five years old. She would always be wanting to cook us stuffed grape leaves, baklava, and rice pilaf. Pilaf, Armenian way. She taught me how to make that. We would bring her golden grain vermicelli. She wanted us to break it as small as rice if we could. The kitchen was teeny tiny, like a closet. But right around the corner was a huge big round table. And when she rolled out her dough for baklava, she would roll and roll until every bit of that dining room table was covered with this sheet of phyllo dough. She would hold it up and she would say, see Lois, you have to be able to see through the dough. I can remember sitting there and Mrs. Kaptanian telling me her life story. She was in Armenia, 1915, 16, when the massacre happened, which, by the way, the Turkish people still don't agree that it ever happened. She was pregnant with one child and had two other boys. This is a copy of her book, her memoirs of that exodus from Armenia. She wanted to guarantee that somebody knew what happened. Mrs. Kaptanian told Lois about how she fled Turkey, leaving her two sons behind with a Greek family. Her husband was killed two weeks later. There are few firsthand accounts documenting the Armenian genocide, but Mrs. Kaptanian kept a memoir. Her grandson, Ted, reads from it. Where are my two children whom I abandoned? My heart is breaking with longing to see them again. Alone at night, I repeat cradle songs for their sake. And while I... Mrs. Kaptanian wrapped her feet in rags and walked through the Middle East. Eventually, my grandmother made it to Syria, where she gave birth to my father after having walked for months to escape. I used to sit in Mrs. Kaptanian's kitchen and listen to this amazing story of this woman. The story stuck with Lois, long after her and her husband had moved out of the apartment, long after they had lost touch with Mrs. Kaptanian. Lois never stopped thinking about her story, and she never stopped making her pilaf. The idea to mix pilaf with the DiDomenico family's golden grain vermicelli pasta didn't come until 1958, over a decade later. When I left her apartment, we got our own flat, and I made her Armenian pilaf a lot. One night, my husband and his brother Vincent were eating pilaf in my kitchen. Vincent looked at it, and he took it apart, and he said, you know, this would be great in a box. We had a kitchen down in the flat. He would cook the dish stuff, and we would taste it. I would bring home some samples and ask my wife how she liked it. Shake a baby, shake it, cause I love it when you take them. We needed a name for the product. We were saying, well, what is the product? Rice and macaroni. 
why don't we call it Rice-A-Roni? The name uh, had a ring to it. Rice-A-Roni, the San Francisco treat. Rice-A-Roni, the delicious break from potatoes. In the 1950s, when Rice-A-Roni hit the market, people were desperate to make cooking easier and faster. So here you've got a product that doesn't require boiling water, and it was pre-seasoned, which made cooking rice and pasta more convenient than ever. Home cooks loved it. And that jingle? Impossible to get out of your head. Rice-A-Roni was marketed as a San Francisco treat, but it quickly became one of America's favorite side dishes. When I was young, we'd see these commercials for Rice-A-Roni. Every time we hear that jingle, my father would say, you know, your grandmother gave a rice recipe to the people who started that company. So every time you hear it, you can think of your grandmother. To be honest, we kind of thought, could that possibly be true that this iconic American dish, could that actually be attributed to some recipe my Armenian grandmother gave to someone years ago? I still make peel off the way Mrs. Captanian taught me. The impact she had on me in my life, I only lived there four months, but it was four months that brought all these things together. Myself from Canada, Tommy, Italian, Mrs. Captanian, Armenian, all that converging in San Francisco in 1946. And out of that comes Rice Aroni. Produced by Nikki Silva and Davia Nelson of the Kitchen Sisters. Producer Asal Asanapur adapted it for Bay Curious. You can find photos of the Captanian family and a recipe for Mrs. Captanian's original pilaf, all on baycurious.org. We'll put a link in the show notes too. And back to that jingle for just a moment. There's a whole story about how that jingle became famous and why it disappeared from Rice-A-Roni commercials. We'll tell you all about it in our next newsletter. Sign up so you don't miss it. BayCurious.org newsletter. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Thanks for listening. Jazz hands. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.